Anyways, well, we kind of already talked about Emily and Chris and baby Wiley. I don't know. I think none of them are in here, but they are here today, and I just wanted to say that if you see them, then you can welcome the baby from a far distance, right? But that is such a gift, such a miracle, um, just really something that really brings joy to this house, because many of us have been praying for them for years, and so that's awesome, and we're just excited that they're here. Um, okay. What else did I have? I think that was it as far as things to say. Happy Mother's Day. It's a great day. It's awesome. Um, okay, so I felt like when I was thinking about Mother's Day, and I always know that I'm going to be up here speaking. In fact, he said to me, do you want me to speak on Mother's Day so that you don't have to? And I was like, no. But it was kind of like... You know, it's like, I know I'm supposed to. It's the, it's the thing I'm supposed to do. I felt like the Lord knew I wanted, he, you know, he wanted me to do it. But I don't want to necessarily, but thank you. Here we are, and I'm excited. I really am now excited to be here as far as now that I'm up here and I'm talking. So I felt like as I was leaning into this morning and just like Mother's Day and like what to speak, it's always like is a weird kind of a day because it's like I could tell you millions of mother stories, but we've also got a lot of people in the room that are not moms. I mean, you guys are dads, but that's different, and there's people who aren't moms yet, and all this kind of stuff, so I'm like, what is a, a job that a mom has, but also applies to every single person in the room, and it's so funny that Angie brought up the sowing the seeds thing again, because it felt like the Lord was just like, talk about sowing seeds, and, um, and so kind of where this prompted me from was like, if you ever notice when I'm up here, like if I'm collecting offering and tithes and stuff, I always pray and say things like that we would sow this into good ground and that it would be used to further your kingdom. And people have asked me, like, what does that mean? And, and so I don't know. It's just like this heavy topic that's on my heart because there is something that is so important that goes along with sowing, S-O-W-I-N-G, and all areas of our life, and for some reason, I've just been like a major proponent of it for all my life. I'm not just talking about sowing money. I'm talking about all the different areas that we sow things in our life, and so that's what we're going to just go into today. Now, one of the things I thought of was like, if I'm going to talk about this on Mother's Day, I do need to own up to some things as a mom, and so the first thing I thought of was like, okay, as a mom or a parent, or if you're leading people or you know, you're basically reproducing yourself, right? Like I'm saying, even if you're in the workplace, if you're leading something or teaching something or in charge of someone, you are, whether you believe it or not, you are reproducing yourself because everything that you say, do, how you look, what you say, how you act, how you treat others, people are watching and people are learning from that and you're sowing in to their life. So anyway, so as a mom, I, I try to keep it in, the, in my mind, I was going to say the back of my mind, but I've got to try and keep it in the front of my mind, that my kids are always watching, listening, observing, and learning. And you know how we're like, my kids never listen to me. Well, no, they, they actually are listening more than you think. In fact, we sit out at the uh, fire, we have a fire pit out behind our house, and up at the top of the house is a bedroom window, and it's Chloe's. And I think sometimes when we're out there pretty late and she's in bed, I'm like, we gotta go, we gotta talk quiet because Chloe's probably listening. <laughs> because they're always listening. They're always listening, all right? And so, anyways, this, this is a story about Olivia and I asked her permission if I could share this. But 
Um, if you know me or see me, I admit to it, I have a way of making faces that let you know what I'm thinking or how I'm feeling. I really try to be aware, but apparently I, I think sometimes I forget. But anyways, when I was going through school, people used to always think I was so mean and such a really bad person, and it's a word I can't use, but you get what I'm saying. And uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, me? I am so nice. I really am not mean. But it's something about my faces that I make. And, um, and so I have a daughter. Her name's Olivia, and she's amazing. But Olivia can shoot off some mean faces. And I'm like looking at her, and I'm like, I mean, just the things. And, I, and, I, and here's the whole, the whole point of the story is she got it from me. She learned it from me. She learned it from the best, but it's a bad thing. <laughs> and so they, this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about we are always sewing into people's lives around us. So there's the, that's the story of Olivia. There's other good stories about all my kids. There's so many good things that they've learned from me. But how many of you know that whenever you're around people, sadly, and I mean, they're going to pick up some of your bad stuff too. I mean, that's just how it is. And so we talked, we've talked before about like, things through the generations and things that like tools that we've picked up from our parents or our parents picked up from their parents and then we don't know what else to do so we just do what we've always seen what we've always known and then it just kind of keeps going and some of those things are good things and some of those things are not so good things and it's so important and I think this is what the Lord is calling us into today is okay what am I sowing that needs to be chopped or killed or tossed or thrown away and what do I need to really lean into that I need to continue to deposit in people's lives and in, in the ones around me right and so that's kind of like that's where we're going with this and I, I have a boatload of verses and I was listening to a message this week uh, about a totally different topic and when he started talking he said let's take notes we're going to be note takers Okay, raise your hand if you're an automatic note taker. Who is in the room? Okay, come on, let's be note takers today because I feel like this message is going to have some good nuggets. So just get out a phone or a paper or a pen or something, and I want you to take notes today. And the other thing that um, I would love to see us start doing more of, this is just, I'm just saying it. I haven't told anyone else this, but I just, this came to my heart. I would love to see us to start actually opening our Bibles. Does that mean, does that, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Like, I use my phone as my Bible way, way more than I, well, it's just convenient. You know, what are you going to do? But I think it'd be really cool if we started hearing Bible pages turn in our services. Just, like, get the word open and stuff like that. That's just an invitation. That's not like you have to. But I'm just saying, wouldn't it be cool if we, like, had our Bibles out? So we're going to be note takers and use our Bibles. And I've got a boatload of verses. So you don't have to look them all up. They'll be up here. But um, I love to mark things up in my Bible. And you know, I know you can do that on your phone, but something's neat when you open up your Bible and you see old things that you've highlighted, and you're like, why would, why did that hit me that when I read that, whenever it was, why did I highlight that? And then you go back, and then the Lord stirs that up, but it's just, it's just, it's just neat. Okay, all right, so the other thing I wanted to show you, just to kind of further the picture in your head of seeds and just this and that, is this plant. I think that's a walnut. Um, okay, so I was weeding, Yes, it's a walnut. Thank you. Uh, I was outside. I've been spending the last couple of weeks just going around. It's like p picking things and, 
you know, digging stuff up out of the flower beds and this and that. And, and where my, one of my rose bushes was growing, I saw like at the time this was really small and it was just like little leaves. So at first I was like, maybe that is part of the rose bush. I'm not really sure. And then a couple of days later go by and I realized, oh, actually, no, that thing's shooting way up. That is definitely a weed. And so I pulled it and I was just like, it was just really powerful. It's going to be dirty. Um, just because, look at this, check this out. The seed, like, I just thought it was so cool. I don't know if you can see it, but, like, see how it's split open? And then, like, look at the root that's going down, and then, like, what has sprouted and come from it. And this is all just within, I don't know, maybe a month or so. So I thought this was, like, ingrain this in your head, okay? See the roots, see the seeds, see the fruit. This is, like, the fruit that's coming from it. Like, this is the plant that's growing, because that's the idea, Seeds don't have to be seeds that you plant in your soil at your house. Seeds are coming in the form of so many different ways. And they will produce something. They may, they may start to try to produce something and then they die off. They may not land in the best ground and then they don't really do anything. But something happens when you sow a seed. And so I'm going to tell you, here's the definition of sow, S-O-W. It's doing something that will eventually bring about a particular result. So some of us do something because we know what the result is that we want. We want to lose weight, so we're going to eat a certain way. We exercise. We want to uh, we want to have long hair, so we take more supplements. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? We do something. We want a result. We, we parent our kids a certain way because we want to see a certain result. So that's sowing. Okay? You do something to see a particular result. Reaping is the result of your actions. So you're going to reap what you sow. The Bible says that. You will reap what you sow. All right, so I'm going to read the verse on that. It's Galatians 6, 7 through 10. I have my Bible, but I also have my verses on my paper so that I don't fumble through things. So I'm going to read it here from my paper. And here's what it says. Yes, we got it. Make no mistake about it. God will never be mocked. For what you plant will always be the very thing that you harvest. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that you planted. If you plant the corrupt seeds of self-life into this natural realm, you can expect a harvest of corruption. If you plant the good seeds of spirit life, you will reap beautiful fruits that grow from the everlasting life of the spirit. Don't allow yourselves to be weary in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping, the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. Take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. Um, back up a minute. And when it says the good seeds of spirit life, that's actually referring to things like praying, reading your Bible, studying your Bible, um, the wise words that you speak, like the things that come out of your mouth, what you give, like giving, um, loving, and then, and also it says here in my notes, and dropping seeds every day from a life lived in our new creation life. Ooh, so that's a lot. So we're going to like, basically that's what we're going to do. We're going to just dissect this out. Um, and this is not limited to, but I feel like this is what the Lord highlighted to me as some of the major ways that we sow seeds, okay? So we have three in my mind that we're going to go to, and I know it will link to all kinds of other things. Um, how many, is any, is, are y'all, are y'all okay if I'm like teaching today? 
Because I always, I always, I forget, I forgot to say this, and I always say, I'm a teacher. I was born to teach. I taught for eight years. I love teaching. I get jazzed up about teaching, and sometimes my kids are like, all you ever do is just teach, talk, and nah, nah. But I can't help it. It's just like, come on, don't you do Yeah. So, okay, so good. All right, that's what we're going to do. So number one, a way that we can plant seeds is through our mouth. Okay? Sometimes we take for granted the things that come out of our mouth. Um, but how many of you know that once you say something, you could never get it back? You can never get back the words that come out of your mouth. Once they're out, they're out. You can never get them back. Now, can you repent? Yes. Can you say, oh, I take that back? Well, yeah, but it, it's out. It's already out. Okay? So there's, here's the first way that we're going to start with this is our mouth. So it's words positivity, negativity, gossip. I could talk about gossip. That could be a whole message. Slander, accusations, encouragement. So we can't, listen, we can sow seeds that are positive and negative. So I don't want to just like focus on all the negative things and say, don't do this. No, your words are powerful. And so you can plant things and see positive things grow based on your positive words. Okay. So here are the here are the verses to go with that. Proverbs 18:21. It says, "The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences." So how many of you heard the statistic or not the statistic, the fact that your tongue is the strongest muscle in your body? Did y'all know that? And so it has the power. The Bible says our tongue has the power of life or death. When my kids do something dumb, my tendency might be to say, Are you an idiot? What's wrong with you? But the Holy Spirit in me reels me back, and I would maybe then want to say something like, why did you think that was a good idea? You know? Do you see the difference? There is power of life or death. When I come at someone and I say, what are you, are you an idiot? Immediately, immediately, something shifts in them based on how you talk and what you say. And so there's power of life and death. Okay, now, I want to I wanna address this in a different way, too. Okay, so yeah, it's the things you say to their face. But... <laughs> I just had a funny thought. I'm going to say it in a minute. What about the things that you say when no one's around or that you mumble under your breath? Like, you know, your spouse walks away and you're like, or your boss walks away and you're like, you know? Come on. I hopefully, well, maybe hopefully I am the only one. I hope none of you do these things. But there's still power in what you say. Did you know that when you release those things, you're coming into agreement with either God's spirit or what the enemy's trying to do. There's a partnership that takes place and you send power in what you say. Your words are powerful. Okay, Proverbs 12:18. The words of the reckless also meaning careless talk pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So, in this thinking about who's your audience who are you talking to and what are you talking to them about 
So there's like conversations that I'm going to have with Aaron that aren't appropriate just because of the nature of the content or maybe I'm like I'm processing something that I need to navigate through that's only an appropriate conversation for him. I don't need to have that conversation with all my kids around me or other people in the room, right? So I'm thinking about when I'm talking that my words pierce like swords, like a sword, okay? And then the wise words are the words that are from the Lord that cause people to come up higher, cause people to um, grow, want to be better, want to change the way they live, da-da-da, all this stuff. So there's the mouth. Okay, next one that we, the next way that we plant seeds. I feel like I could go on and on and on with mouth. Like, there's just so much to it. There's so much to the things we say. Um, I know, like, just this idea of, like, positivity towards ourself. You know, like, affirming who you are in Christ and, like, recognizing whose you are and who, how amazing you are and saying those things out loud for yourself, those are so important, too. Okay, moving on. Actions. Now, here, th in this section, I kind of wanted to think about, like, um, specifically our time and our talents. Our time and our talents. These are ways that we can sow seeds. So serving others, how do you spend your time? Social media, video games, sleeping, reading crap, I don't know, etc. Fighting with people, arguing with people, you know, all these things. This is how we're, we're, we're sowing seeds with our time. So 1 Peter 4.10, it says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And I just want to speak into this for a minute. Okay, I have a choice with my time. Just like I have the choice with my words. Th look at this. God is so good. He is such a good father. He gives me a choice with the way I speak. It's up to me. It's my choice. He gives me a, a choice with my time. It's up to me how I spend my time. It's up to me when I set my alarm, when I wake up. He gives me that choice. Now, obviously, other things and circumstances could play a role. You never know. But I'm just saying, like, for the most part, we get a choice in this. And um, so it's all about if you think of how you choose to spend your time, you're actually sowing seeds into your life and into others' lives with your, with your time. Now, if I think of yesterday in the Mother's Day outreach, okay, I— Everybody has plans. Everybody has things going on. But it, what an incredible opportunity to take, what were you guys out there, two hours? Two hours. Two hours of your day to serve others. And, and Aaron and two of the girls went, and when they came back, it's like everything shifted in their hearts because they sowed their time into something that was bringing God glory, but also our, as humans were designed to serve others, to pour out ourselves onto others. And so a great opportunity just to serve. Go out, give out a rose, and to receive, as you sow that seed, the joy that comes on people's faces. Now think of this. The action of handing out that rose went even further because we have no idea down the road. We don't know what these women that receive these roses, we have no idea what they are going through. Maybe they struggle with being a mom. Maybe they've lost a child. I mean, we don't know. And so the seed that was planted by handing out a rose in love, serving and giving time, 
could be something so incredibly powerful that leads them even closer to the good father. And so I think sometimes it's getting out of our own life and like, what here's what I'm doing, and, and realizing, oh, this is an opportunity for me to sow into someone else's life, plant a seed into someone else's life. You may never see the fruit of the seeds that you plant. In fact, the Bible talks about that one person plants a seed, another person waters the seed, but God is the one who grows it. He is the one who grows it. And so this is a way that we can give um, some of our time, like like uh, by planting seeds with our time. Um, Ephesians 5, 16 through 20. I love this. This is a really good one. It says, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right there, it's just telling you, like, make the most of every opportunity. It is so easy to get into the trap of, this is what I'm doing, I'm just gonna, you know, two more hours, I'm gonna be in bed, and I'm gonna sleep, and like, oh, I don't have anything to do right now, let me just flip on Instagram. And okay, it's time for an activity. Take out your phone. This, I mean, do, do this right now. <laughs> I'm telling you to do this. Take out your phone, if you have one. I mean, I guess you don't have to do this, but I just think this would be very enlightening to some of us. So take out your phone, go to your settings. I think it's settings. These teenagers in the room better be doing this too. Okay, go to settings. And then, oh no, mine's not working. Where do you, wherever you go to check your screen time. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where is it? Yeah, okay, yeah, go to screen time. Can I ignore today because you've been in church. You better not have been on your phone in church. I want you to scroll backwards to last week. Go backwards. Figure out how you get backwards. I don't know. Go backwards. And look at your screen time. Did you find it? Huh? Click on week. See all activity. Oh, yeah, see all activity. Go to week. Anyways, it's going to give you a lot of information. Do y'all see it? I, I thought I would see faces of more surprise, but apparently you guys already know that you waste your life away on the screen. <laughs> I already said that. That's why I told him to go to last week. <laughs> go back a week. Anyways, did you find it yet? Okay, it's bad. Did you see this? I, my point is I think that sometimes we go through and we don't realize what we give our and sow our time into. This isn't just time. This is your hearts. This is your thoughts. It's your brain. Some of you are like, but I've been listening to worship music on Spotify. That's why my screen time's so high. <laughs> I've been listening to podcasts. That's why my screen time's so high. No. All right. Making the most of your opportunities and your time is just really, really, really important. You're sowing into 
something. You're sowing into something in every single thing that you do. And your time, gosh, look, okay, four hours. Who had four hours on screen time? Don't raise your hand. Maybe you had four hours on screen time. Could you, what could you have done in that amount of time? Could you have read your Bible? These are obvious things. Prayed. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I think there's just something that the Lord is saying to us, like, where are you sowing your time, your, your talent, your words, your thoughts, okay? Now we're going to get to the tough one. Your money. <laughs> okay, your money. Go to 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 11. So we're going to 2 Corinthians 9. And I am reading from the Passion Translation. I've been into it and digging it a lot lately. It's so good. The title of this section of it is called Hilarious Generosity. Don't you love that? Hilarious Generosity. All right, I'm going to read it to you. We're going 6 through 10. Here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest. But the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. So I'm going to stop right there for just a minute. A stingy sower. And yes, we are talking about money. If you're stingy with your money and you aren't sowing into the things that the Lord is asking you to sow into, then it says here that you will reap a meager harvest. And Sometimes I, for a while, I used to think, like, if I sow with my finances, like, if I'm generous with my finances, then I'm going to get a generous financial harvest. And I think that can happen, and I've seen it happen. But also, I love the thought that if I sow generously with my finances, I reap a beautiful harvest in my kids' life. Like, because of my generosity and my finances— Who's to say that I can't, that my kids, because of what I've sown financially, they now are these beautiful, amazing people who love the Lord. That could be the generous harvest that I receive, right? I think sometimes we're like, well, if I'll, I'll, I'll give and I'll give back equally what I give. Well, no, that, the Lord works in all kinds of ways. And I don't want to, number one, when I'm giving, I don't want to be stingy and hold on to something that belongs to him. It's the same way with my time. It's the same way with my gifts and talents. I'm not going to be stingy and hold on to that. I want to be generous. I want to be hilariously generous. Like people are like, what is wrong with her? Why does she give so much of her time or her money? I mean, you know? Okay, that was just part one of that verse. Let's keep going. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious generosity. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything. Every moment and in every way, he will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do, just as the scriptures say, above, about the one who trusts in him. Because he has sown extravagantly and given to the poor, his kindness and generous deeds will never be forgotten. This generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant toward you. 
First he supplies every need plus more. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it so that, so that the harvest of your generosity will grow. That is so powerful. I love how it reminds us that he himself is hilariously generous. He sowed his son. Think of that. He sowed his son to this world so that the harvest that would reap would bring him pleasure and joy and goodness and that we could be with him and that we could connect with him. And so he gave something that was very, that isn't even a big enough word, but like very important to him. His son, he generously gave him to us so that we could be in eternity with him and be close to our father. And that is hilarious generosity. That's like, oh my gosh. So amazing. Okay. Yes, okay, I was like, wait, I forgot two more. Um, just to tag on that with w what we give, I wanna challenge you to consider what, what you give your money towards. Um, so just to, just to think about um, who you give your money to and where you give your money, right? I don't know. I'm not sure where I'm going with this. I'm just thinking, like, I want to be cautious about where I give my money and so into things that I know are for the kingdom, right? Just kind of, I don't know. I'll just leave it there. But just I, I would just encourage you. I feel like the Holy Spirit's going to cause you to think twice about where you give and how you sow your money. And I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about when we're paying for things out there, when we're subscribing to things out there, when we're shopping at certain places. I don't know. I just, I just think, um, and sometimes we don't realize we think we're giving our money to one thing and it's actually helping fund something else. I don't know. I just want to encourage you just to be good stewards with your money. And so that, that's it. Um, and I don't know. The Bible does say to test God. It says, test me in this. And he was just talking about like, take risk, you know, sow into places that you, you know, are, are good for what the Lord is doing. And, um, and then think about what it said when it said stingy givers. I like that word stingy. Kind of hits different, you know what I mean? Because um, we always say God loves a cheerful giver. But what we should be saying is don't be a stingy giver. <laughs> All right. Um, and, and so here's how we're going to wrap this up is just being reminded that we are known by our fruit. The Bible talks about that. I can't tell you how many conversations that I have with people. Um, hmm. Like, I remember, well, specific to me, early, early, early when, when he and I were first married and we were coming to Upper Room. <laughs> and, I mean, it was crazy then, just like it's crazy now. And it was completely out of my comfort zone or anything I'd ever experienced. But I felt the Lord, and I knew it was where the Lord had me. And I remember um, being frustrated because there was different family members, different people I wanted to be a part of what was happening. Like how many of you, even here maybe, have experienced like God so much here that you're just like, I need my mom to come, I need my siblings to come, I want them to feel the power of God, I want them to be, you know? And you just have this like overwhelming, like you just want them to experience this. And so 
that's kind of how I was with several of my family members. And um, I just, the Lord so gently, through all the years even still, has reminded me of this part of the Bible that we're going to read about, that, that you are known by your fruit. And he would remind me that as people in my life saw the fruit in my life, that that is what could draw them in, right? And, and so I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people that are like, well, what about this? What about that? Well, they're going to see the fruit. Well, no one understands why we X, Y, Z with our kids. Like, well, this is why we do this with our kids. Well, people will see the fruit in your life. And so I, I just, I really want to end on this. It's in Matthew 7. Well, actually I have two more, but, but Matthew 7 is the first one. And it's Matthew 7, 15 through 20. And this is, is being specific um, to false prophets. Um, but I do think that we can use this in, in relation to um, being aware of people and, and understanding the fruit that comes from people. So I'll just read it. It says, Constantly be on your guard against phony prophets. They come disguised as lambs, appearing to be genuine, but on the inside they are like wild, ravenous wolves. You can spot them by their actions, for the fruits of their character will be obvious. You won't find sweet grapes hanging on a thorn bush, and you'll never pick good fruit from a tumbleweed. So if the tree is good, it will produce good fruit. But if the tree is bad, it will bear only rotten fruit, and it deserves to be cut down and burned. Look at the obvious fruit of their lives and ministries, and then you'll know whether they are true or false. And I know that this is specifically right here talking about false teachers. But I felt like we could take this and apply this to our lives and to the people around us, right? And I, I say to ourselves is like, I want people to know. I want, I want the fruit that comes from my life to be so pure and holy and good that it would only represent the good father. And not to say we don't mess up. I mean, I have an eighth grader who has mean faces, She's got to work on this. We got to work on this. We've been working on this. Um, but I'm just saying, like, you are known by your fruit. It is the word of God. And flip that. If you're not sure, wh what, do I sp what do I put my money into? Look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. Okay? Are you hesitant to put money into upper room? Well, why? Well, because all the other churches I know of, they take money and they do XYZ and da da da. Well, are we all those other churches? What's the fruit here? What have you seen here? And look at the fruit that comes from it. Okay? Reaching, well, I won't brag about it, but come on, look at the fruit. Just look at the fruit. Okay? All right. <laughs> I think we're doing good things here. I think we steward the money well, and I think that, that there's fruit in that. All right, <laughs> uh, Luke six forty three through forty five. Okay, the fruit. This is called the fruit of your life. You'll never find choice fruit hanging on a bad, unhealthy tree, and rotten fruit doesn't hang on a good, healthy tree. 
Every tree will be revealed by the quality of fruit that it produces. Figs or grapes will never be picked off thorn trees. People are known in the same way. Out of the virtue stored in their hearts, good and upright people will produce good fruit. But out of the evil hidden in their hearts, evil ones will produce what is evil. For the overflow of what has been stored in your heart will be seen by your fruit and will be heard in your words. This is amazing. This is amazing. This isn't like... um. I'm like, you better get it right. No, this is amazing. Because as I seek him and I abide in the Lord, what happens within me? I'm a good tree. I'm a, I'm a, good, I'm a good tree. Look at this guy. He's a good tree. He would be taller even if I, yeah, if I kept him plugged in, right? <laughs> He'd be even a better tree. So, then what happens within us because of us being aligned with him, what comes out of us is good fruit. It's good fruit. And I will say this, the people in the world, I don't know if, I don't necessarily like, like saying it that way. Let me, the people who don't know Jesus need real people who say they follow Christ to be real and to produce good fruit. And also that doesn't mean that we're perfect because also when I say we need to be real, that means we need to be vulnerable, vulnerable and transparent and imperfect because we are not perfect people. And when we act like we are or when we produce fruit that doesn't represent him, that is a complete turnaway for the people who don't know the Lord. And so... As we seek him, Holy Spirit comes in and starts to convict and guide us of the seeds that we're sowing. The seeds that we're sowing. And there was this, <laughs> there was this cassette tape that I used to listen to. I loved it. When I was like probably in elementary school. And it was, you guys, this is, maybe L Lydia's going to know. I know Lydia's going to know. I know I have a fellow one in here that's going to know this. Maybe not. Um, oh, it's embarrassing to say what I can say. Rappin' Rabbit. Do you ever listen to him? No. Christy, yes. Okay. And I, and I tried to find the song on Spotify because it was like, and it just repeats in my mind, you always reap what you sow. And now you guys, you're welcome. Go to YouTube and find Rappin' Rabbit. And find the song you always, you always repeat you so. I know. No, I'm not going to sing it. I am not singing it. But it's not like a fear. Can I just say this? It's not a fear tactic. Like you reap what you sow. This is an opportunity for us to understand that as we go through life and who we are because of who is in us, the seeds we sow are amazing and incredible. And they're going to, they're going to grow things. Things are going to grow from it. Okay, I could go on and on, but really that's all I've got. The only other thing I'll say is this. This little guy, I think there's a whole other story with this, but this little guy, he was planted in the wrong place. So there's got to be a message to go along with that. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> See, can you find... Okay, all right. Anyways, there's another thing that goes with, so, with seeds, and that is, like, the whole other side of it, of, like, 
where you plant your seeds and like you know the seeds that you plant that are on the ro the rocky ground and then there's the good soil I don't know so then think about this how do you invest your time well I already said that but hold on a second if I have two hours to invest with to go hang out and get coffee with someone I'm not gonna lie in my mind I'm gonna evaluate is that sowing good seed of time into that person? Is that a person that I, I, th I feel is, is a good portion of me to use my time with? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Um, and so, anyways, where I was going with that was just what you, what you sow into, like thinking about like the ground that you sow into, and that's like a whole other message. So, okay. Does anyone feel like sharpened? Do you, I hope you don't feel like I yelled at you. But do you feel like you're commissioned and knowing that you need to, now you need to, you got some things to think about, maybe work on it? Yeah? Okay, stand, let's pray. Do you remember when Corey spoke, he, he, his whole message was on the Great Commission? Okay? And the, the last words of Jesus of commissioning us to go out and preach the gospel. And I would say this. Preaching the gospel, I think, if we go at it literally, it is going to someone and saying, repent, be baptized, and Jesus loves you, and he died on the cross for you. Yes. But I also think the seeds that we sow is also a way in which that we are going out and presenting the gospel. It's how you live your life. It's where you give your money. It's where you give your time. It's where you give your heart. It is, it is all those things, right? Because people come to Christ by the kindness of God that comes through you and by the fruit of your life. The fruit that comes from your life will either repel people or draw people in. So I could just, obviously, I can go on and on about this. It's just so important. Sometimes we take it for granted. All right. So you're going to put your hand on either your heart or your head or both, or maybe you got your wallet, and you need to put it on your pocket for your money because you need to figure out how you're going to start sowing your money. But whatever that is, I'm not judging you. I'm not looking where everybody's putting their hands. But maybe your heart, whatever. I think we all can just at least all heart, whatever. I don't know. But we're going to just pray. Um, and so, Lord, thank you. Thank you that you, through the Holy Spirit, open our eyes to um, calling us closer to you and to walk more like you and to um, let things go and plant seeds um, that are pleasing to you, Lord. Um, and I just ask that as we go through each day this week and even in the days to come, Lord, that we would just be so sensitive to the words that we say, to our actions, to how and where we sow our money, Lord, how we treat people, how we look at people, our tone of voice, all the things, Lord, um, that are seeds that are sown, Lord, into people's lives and into different organizations and businesses in our city and our community and our jobs, Lord, that you would just continue to tug on our heart. We are people in this room who want you to tug on your heart because we want to be more like you. We want to grow closer to you. We want you to just like sharpen us and cause us just to love you deeper and desire you more and hunger you great, more great, greater, greatly. <laughs> we love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.
Happy Mother's Day. Um, <clears throat> we always ask, we always have our prayer team up, up front. So if, prayer team, if you want to come up, if you need prayer for anything, if you need healing or I don't know, maybe you need help not being so stingy, then come get prayer. All right. Love you guys.